Hello? Hey. Hey, picked right up. Nice. Um, okay, so we're live. I'm recording. Alright. Um, so yeah, welcome, welcome to the show. You're the third ETC member that we are, that we've had the privilege to interview. Um, let's start off the way we always do. Tell us who you are and, uh, where you're from. Uh, I write Wrestler, ETC crew. Uh, I live out in the Pacific Northwest in uh, Vancouver, Canada. Cool. Um, so tell us, uh, tell us how you came up with the name. Uh, ETC, or the name ETC or Wrestler? Wrestler. <laughs> uh, Wrestler was basically just letters that were put together that I liked. Uh, just kind of ended up flowing together. Uh, originally, I had written Recip, but there was already a pretty well-known guy that wrote Recip from. Uh, California at the time, so I just ended up changing the K into an R because it's pretty much the same letter flow, so I just kind of went with it from there. And, I mean, did did you know you liked those letters from previous names? And if so, can you tell us any of those? Um, I don't really want to share any of the previous names necessarily, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean. I don't know, they're just letters that I just... I don't, they're the same letters I always worked with, so I just kind of really developed a good feel for them. And, uh, plus, I really like the way the names... Uh, it works out perfectly symmetrical, both backwards and forwards, right? So when I was younger and really into drawing a lot more often, I used to do a lot of stuff working with that and paint pieces that were kind of what's the word, palindromes or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, that's basically where it came from. Cool. So um, when, well, how did you get into graffiti and when did that name actually come about? Uh, I actually got into graffiti when I was about 12. There's a... I grew up in a complex when I was younger, out in the suburbs, and uh, there was this kid named TJ. He used to always tag, he used to write Soul, like the city. And uh, I don't know, I just became fascinated with it. I was like, he used to hang around there, he was an older guy, and I just thought it was cool. And then one day I started doing tags, and I just got like completely addicted to it. Took over my life as if youth. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when um, he wrote Soul, like Soul Korea? S E O U L, Soul. Oh, nice. So did he kind of, you know, did he bring you up on it, or? Uh, not really. Like, a little bit at the time, I guess. Like, as I say, we were really young. Like, to this day, he doesn't even do graffiti. He didn't, he, I guess he never took it as seriously as maybe I had thought at the time. But, yeah, I don't know. He was definitely my first, like, uh, window to graffiti. The first time I really, like, started paying attention to it and noticing it. Cool. So, um... What happened after that? I mean, how did you hook up with other writers when? Um, I don't know. It just kind of naturally came. Um, I grew up on a place called Surrey. It's outside of Vancouver. Um, so I started seeing a lot of cover and label, which are some of the local writers from out here, and specifically from that area at that time. Then there was a permission wall back then uh, up by one of the bike shops that we used to go check out every day. And, that's kind of like, it was like the hot spot, I guess, for the area at the time for how young I was. So we just go up there all the time. We ended up meeting people there and just, I don't know, they'd give us like style points and just, I don't know, shit like that. Cool. So what year was this? Your first oh, that, that was all back in probably between 94 and 97, I would say. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, okay. So how did the, how did the name of the crew come about? Uh, well, ETC just kind of came about as, it was the original four of us, I mean, there's one guy I don't really care to mention anymore that uh, is no longer with us for various <laughs> reasons, 
But um, there, were, there was the original four of us just came to be, be like ATC or, you know, never done, et cetera. So that was me, Quit, Cost, and uh, another individual that will remain nameless. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what, what, is, uh, what does today's roll call look like? Today's roll call? Yeah. Uh, you want me to go through a list here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us some. Um, well, I mean, okay, so let's see. Hopefully I don't forget anyone here and make myself look like an ass and start getting phone calls. Um, it's today, it's me, Asic, Sweet, Axel, Geimer, Eldum, Bass, uh, Rex, uh, Snafu, Edoc, um, I'm not going to bring for here, there's too many people in the name. Uh, <laughs> Spock, obviously, um, Quiddy, Lep, um, I don't know, I feel like an ass, I know I'm forgetting people, but I can't think of it all, it's the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, not, not a fair question, sorry about that. So, um... You had the list prepared. <laughs> so how did you, um, get into trains? Has it always been kind of a Vancouver thing, or...? Um, yeah, I would say, um... Back in the day, um, when we still, even pre-ETC, we started a crew called Twisted Kids, me and some of my friends. And uh, we started going, I'm sure you guys have heard stories of the famous picnic here in Vancouver. Um, we started heading in there every once in a while, and we'd end up running into, like, Caso from BA Crew and Take 5 and Jet One. And, I don't know, we didn't even necessarily paint trains back then, but it was, it was part of the graffiti scene. We just kind of, you know, catch tags on them here and there. And it just kind of developed from that, I suppose. I mean, I just... I really developed just a love for them at a very young age. I mean, I remember my grandmother like, driving beside the train tracks beside engines when I was five years old just so I could watch the trains. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I've just always been really into them. I used to, to, I used to collect a lot of HO scale trains when I was really young. Um, just, I don't know, just, I guess it just stems from a basic love of trains and natural progression of graffiti onto it, right? Cool. So um, are you, do you still collect mall trains? Are you still into the whole... Uh, not as so much as I used to. I actually lost all of them in my grandmother's house fire. They all melted when I was about 14, I think. But, so yeah, I still do collect them, but I had a, quite a large collection at one point, but I don't really have them anymore. What I'm actually getting into now is uh, the larger garden scales. Uh, next spring, I want to set up one of those things up in my front yard. I think that'd be dope. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Yeah, they're pretty cool. So I'm pretty into those things right now. So do you still paint a lot of walls, or is it primarily trains? Uh, it's primarily trains. I mean, I still do walls here and there, but I just don't get the same feeling out of it as I used to. I don't really care about the Vancouver graffiti scene. I mean, it's pretty much dead anyways. The city has just wiped everything out. And maybe by saying that, I just sound like I'm part of the problem, so I'm not doing anything to change it. But I would just... Painting a wall is just not worth it to me, you know? I mean, for the amount of cans I can use to do a huge wall, wall piece, I can just go to a freight yard and I can do three or four really nice panels, you know, and they move and they're not just going to sit around and get dissed by some kid I talked shit to the other week, you know what I mean? Like, I prefer if my stuff moves. That's what's interesting to me. Like, every time you go to the yard, you don't know what you're going to see. Like, yeah. it's always on some different shit, different riders in different areas. I mean, that's what's interesting about freight to me. That's the hot shit. I don't know. Do you, do you keep track of them? Do you trace them or anything? Or? I really used to trace my freight. So, I mean, you can still do it on BNSF.com. I mean, since, that was pre-9-11, though. Um, right. Like, since that's happened, you can't do it. I mean, I know there's still the 800 number up there. Spock gets on that sometimes. That's how we track some of our cars a lot, actually, just to get them. Like, when there's AOK, uh, 
auto mats that a lot of racks are coming up here, we would see them rolling because they'd actually roll past my house. So I would just jot the numbers down, and Spock would just hit the number up, and we'd find out where they were laid, and then we'd just go rock them that evening. So, I mean, that's definitely a useful tool, that's for sure. <laughs> hmm. So, um, let me see. So, what were some of your, who were some of your influences? I mean, writers you saw coming up that you were really inspired by, um, maybe writers today who are really doing stuff that you're, that you're into? Um, well, originally, I guess, like I said, I'd have to say a lot of take five and like the BSM crew. You see these really funny things. I don't know if you would know about this, actually. Uh, you always see them off with Markle. You can always tell when it's a BSM crew tagging from far away because it's in Markle. It's, it's kind of like a Vancouver thing. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So you could go around and you draw his monikers and take five tags and he'd, he'd draw them on street corners all over downtown Vancouver. And they'd be like a ballot. And every time there's a mayor- mayoral election, it says take, vote take five for mayor. And uh, every writer in the city signs one ballot, like, on all the different street corners. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's what I really saw a lot of around here on the CP rail lines and on the BNSF lines. It's, when I was first getting into it, I mean, they were really still going pretty hard. And I was just amazed by the fact that Take 5 was even out there doing trains with his situation. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily speak on it, but yeah, I'm sure a lot of people know what it is. And I just was blown away by that, his dedication. And just, I love their letter styles, too. I mean, I attribute a lot of the way old-school Vancouver graffiti looks, and even mine, to them, the way their letters were put together with kind of more like bars that fit together to make letters. And I don't know, I just really dig that style of graffiti, as opposed to just putting a big blob on a train and then putting little circular pieces inside of it to make it letters, you know what I mean? There's just <laughs> different, there's different ways of doing it, and I just, don't appreciate that way. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, these days, the writers that I see that I really like are, uh, I mean, I see Curse all the time. I don't know how many trains like I paint a day, but I like on the SRY lines that come through uh, New Westminster here, they're just, he's he's always on them. It's insane. Him and uh, Rio, they're up so much, it's crazy. I don't know if we have like a direct line that comes straight from where he's from. But it's just unbelievable how much of it I see. No, he's like, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it blows me away, though. Like, like you see, like, lots of, like, science stuff, like, on the Internet. He's always getting posted, but I don't catch him out here where I am. But, I mean, yeah, see, the curse guy has just got it covered. I really got to give that guy his props, man. Cool. Um, let's see. So what are, who are some of your past and present painting partners? Uh, passing from the painting partners. Um, my current painting partner that I paint with the most, I have to say, is Spock, definitely. Um, we hooked up with him about two, two and a half years ago now, I guess, and uh, he ended up living with me for quite a while. And uh, I don't know, me and him, we, we get about, hopefully, three done a week. I mean, sometimes we slack due to the weather or just partying or whatever, but we, we keep it pretty consistent. Um, another one of my painting partners I did a lot of work with was Ice. Uh, He's currently not living in Vancouver anymore. He moved back home to the East Coast there uh, for other reasons. Um, mm-hmm. I painted with Quid a lot. Me and Quid, I mean, we've been going hard together since about 1998. We get a lot of stuff done. Um, I don't know. That's probably my main three. Okay. That's pretty good. Um, so how did you guys... Tell me about the time you met or when you hooked up with ASIC and Snafu and those guys. The first times we hooked up? Yeah, I mean, how they how they got involved in the crew since we've already interviewed them. Like, uh, well, I think they basically already kind of spoke on that. Um, 
as ASIC said, uh, my bu- my roommate at the time was talking to this girl that lived down in Seattle. Or well, I don't say it's true, but uh, and ASIC was friends with her, so they had him and my roommate had kind of got put in contact. And then ASIC will hate to admit this, but I'm going to tell the story. This is fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> homeboy used to start calling my house all the time, like to talk to my buddy, and I'd answer the phone. I'd be like. I'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, why is this fucking American fuck always calling my house? And then, like, one day me and him just ended up talking, and, like, and I don't know, it was just it's history from there, right? Like, it's just my boy. We've been through everything together, but it's just, I don't know, that's how, that's how it came to be. It was just clowning. <laughs> like, I used to hang up on him and shit. It's like, yo, stop calling my fucking house, like. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to ask. I wanted to see if there was another side of the story. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just came to be from through that girl, and then he became buddies with my roommate. But yeah, it stemmed from that. But it was a little more comical than Asa Close to let on. Cool. Um, so, I mean, you started early enough. Were you into trading flicks with people, or? Um, I did trade flicks a little bit with certain people throughout the states. Um, not very much, though, to be honest. I'd say I probably only did it three or four times. Um, I just kind of grew tired of it in a way. Just, or just maybe even lazy. I guess would be the word. Is going to the post office. I mean, it's always awesome awesome to open up those packages and see freight small over the place. But I don't know. It's just something I just kind of did for a little bit and didn't really stick with. I guess. Okay. So um, I guess the modern day equivalent of that is like the internet and Flickr. Do you uh, do you spend a lot of time on the internet? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I check out 12 ounce. I like to look at the freight threads, which there's never any of these days. I guess maybe I should make one or something. Or maybe I should just go out and bench instead of sitting in front of my fucking computer when it's raining. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, I check out Flickr a lot, actually, because I don't have a camera right now. So the majority of my photos that I actually get, I just gank off the internet. So it's, I, it's definitely handy for that. So I don't know. The internet's very useful for uh, accumulating your photos, I suppose. So you, you don't document your own freight to. You... Well, I generally I do. I mean, I have tons of photos of my own trains, but my camera was actually lost about a year ago. I just never bothered to grab a new one. I've been meaning to do it forever. It's just one of those things I just keep putting off and putting off and putting off. But generally when I go paint, you know, someone I paint with will have a camera or four months later I'll find it on the internet somewhere. So I don't really trip about it anymore. I mean, I'm not going to not go paint because I don't have a camera. I mean, who gives a fuck about that? Um, So what do you think about... uh... Well, okay, different question. Were you were you into art before you got into graffiti? Which came first? Uh, I was slightly into art, but once I got into graffiti, I would just say it completely wiped out the other art aspects of my life. I mean, any time I sit down to draw, I mean, I just draw graffiti or a new freight outline or whatever. I mean, that's more what I'm into. Hmm, cool. I mean, um, what else am I going to ask? Uh, let's see here. What do you think about the whole... Well, what do you think about the culture now? Or what do you think about what's happening with graffiti now? Oh, okay, I've been talking off about this forever. Um, first off, I want to start off by saying, like, what the fuck is up with everyone wearing tight pants? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, dude, when I started writing, like, you get your ass kicked wearing shit like that. Like, I don't know, I just think it's funny. Like, kids in tight pants fucking at, trying to talk tough on the internet and shit, and you see them and you're like kid, I could knock you the fuck out, like, like, I don't know, I just find it fucking amusing, like, how are you going to talk tough when you're wearing your little sister's fucking jeans, like, <laughs> it's, like, I don't know, I just don't understand that aspect of it, but it's everywhere now, too, like, you don't even, like, I don't know, it's just crazy, uh, I don't know, um, 
<laughs> so that's what's wrong with the culture now is everyone's wearing tight pants <laughs> no that's not what's wrong with that I just wanted to start with that I think that's hilarious I don't know uh, one thing that I find I think too many kids are painting trains um, back in Vancouver when I started painting trains we used to get our trains gone over a lot because you know you could just walk into a yard and just start painting trains like you know you should be writing for a certain amount of time before you are allowed to paint trains I think I mean they're not for everyone um and specifically in my city these days, we're having problems with, I mean, all, half our yards aren't even paintable anymore from kids leaving cans. Like, the famous picnic yard is, there's 25 hours security in it. You can't even go there. Like, and that was, like, legendary. So, and the farther, and then all the kids from the city are getting pushed out in the suburbs. And that's just ruining spots that people, like, never even knew about, but now they're finding them out of necessity. And now they're getting ruined because people are doing, like, you know, they do four or five panels in a row, like, at least spread them out, you know, like, it's very obvious when stuff's been painted in a certain spot like that. I mean, workers aren't completely stupid. And, I don't know, it just, it just goes too far, I think. And people don't think about it and look to the future as far as where, where are we going to be painting in another five to ten years, you know? They're just like, I want to do my fucking 200 freaks this year, I want to get this shit done. But that's all you're going to get done then, because you're not going to be able, that, that spot's going to be burnt. And the, and the less and less spots you get to be, I mean, you're not fucking, no one's welcoming our spots anymore. Like, fuck that. Anyone comes to our spots, we go over them straight up every time. I don't care who the fuck they are. Like, you're just not welcome. It's an ETC spot. Don't come there. It's like, that's it. Like, I'm just, I'm not having that shit anymore. It's just, kids think that they, just because they can see the spot from a bridge or something, like, whatever, I can see it. And, oh, okay, you can paint there then? Yeah, that's yours. Okay, yeah, come on in and see what fucking happens, you know? Like, I don't agree with that at all. Like, you need to have some sort of understanding of what's actually going on and how long people have been doing it and why we get so mad at you for leaving your fucking can or painting ten cars in a row, you know what I mean? Like, and there's a reason that we get so angry about it. It's not, it's not just Friday night and we're drunk and out painting trains. Like, we've been doing this for 10 to 15 years, you know what I mean? Like, we're not trying to have that shit and we don't want to be your friend. We don't want you <laughs> in our spot. Like, we don't want to do hand-to-hand with you. Like, just fucking go away. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so, um, yeah. Anything else about about the current state of state of affairs? Um, I don't know. I think biting has become socially acceptable, and that's really fucking lame. We catch a lot of shit for just going over people because I'll call them a biter, but then I'll just go over their fucking train. And so people get pissed off about that. But I don't understand how it's okay to, like, look at something and be like, hey, I want to paint that. So, yeah, I'm going to paint that. Like, that's fucking mm-hmm. stupid. I don't know. But it's, I don't know if you agree with me on that, but it seems to me that it's become more and more socially acceptable. Like, like people are painting, like, all the same shit. Like, I don't know. I just think it's bizarre. <laughs> like, back in the day, like, you get your fucking teeth punched out for doing that shit. And now it's just like, oh, yeah. Now the, now the people paint together. Like, I don't know, it's strange. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, what about... Um... Have you ever hopped a train? You ever in a train place? Uh, yeah, I've done a bit of hopping. Never very far distances. Uh, the first time I ever did that was with uh, Vancouver's Jet One. We uh, just kind of hopped around the Lower Mainland here. Just kind of fucking around when everyone was drinking, but uh, went over all the rivers and shit. And those are some rickety ass bridges, man. When you're looking down off the, <laughs> the end of a fucking oil tanker. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've had a bit of experience with it, but I've never done any long hauls or anything. Um, I would have liked to more when I was younger, I guess. I just don't have the time for that now. I've got a 
family and stuff, and I can't sneak away for a week to go hop in trains so without get my fucking face smacked. So yeah. that's just not my future, I don't think. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah, do you have any do you have any chase stories for us? Um, yeah, I got a few. I got one pretty crazy one actually. It's a uh, not freight related, but uh, a long time ago, me and my partner were uh, we're out in one of the suburbs, and me and him were out doing trucks. And we were just we were catching fill-ins on like five tons and stuff, and we we're in this parking lot that's kind of like off the highway, and we we're just down there painting, and all of a sudden this car came ripping into the parking lot, and we kind of like ducked behind the tires because the fuck was that? And these two guys just jumped out of the car and took off running, and the car was still running, and we were like kind of looked at each other and we're like what the fuck? And then so these guys were gone, right? And we're standing there, and all of a sudden, all these cop cars were pulling into the parking lot. It was a fucking stolen car. And the cops immediately noticed us. But the last thing they thought we were doing was painting graffiti. They thought we were the guys in the car. Dude, we got chased for, I would say, about four hours, running, like, through creeks, through woods, hopping backyard fences. I remember looking back and seeing the cops throwing the dogs over the fences. Like, this shit went on for so long. This was in the dead of the Canadian winter, too. Like, I lost one of my shoes. I remember by the time I got home, my foot was completely numb. Like, I couldn't even feel it when I was walking. It was insane. And then my partner ended up showing up to my house about two hours after I got home because he ran in a complete opposite direction when we ended up splitting up. And, like, half his pants were ripped off. Like, I don't <laughs> That was pretty crazy. So they just kept chasing you? I mean, it was just a lot. Well, yeah, they thought, they thought we stole the car. So... Right, like but I can't. Crime. I can't run for four hours. That'd kill me. Dude, it was crazy, man. Like, obviously there were situations where we could stop and duck out and you know, like hide in the backyard. Like, it wasn't four hours of straight running. Like, <laughs> it was like it was hide and seek. But like, it was it was pretty intense, man. Like, ugh. So you get so your friend showed up. Um, your partner showed up two hours later. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he got home about well, not home, back to my place about. Maybe, well, maybe not two hours, but quite a long time after I did. And his pants were, like, shredded from just, like, falling through shit, climbing over stuff. And I forgot to mention, too, on the, when we got split up, one of the backyards I jumped into, the first thing I saw was a German Shepherd and fucking latched onto my arm. And I was just like, fuck. And, like, uh-huh. managed to get it off and took off running. Like, it wasn't a police dog. It was just someone's dog that didn't take too kindly me being there. <laughs> wow. <coughs> That's crazy. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I have another one that's kind of similar. It was just in the same area, actually. We we're uh, it was about four in the morning. This was winter too. Uh, we we're doing some cases on this wall, and uh, no, there was minimal traffic. No one was really paying attention to us. But this one truck pulls in and it starts driving right towards us. It was like a one of those big, dirty, empty lots, kind of right. He starts driving in, and we kind of just look at each other like, "Fuck, whatever." Like we thought the guy was just going to come out and just screaming at us, be like, get the fuck out of here kind of thing, you know, like we're grown men at this point, we're that worried about it. But as the truck keeps getting closer, he's not slowing down. Dude, he fucking crashed his truck into the wall where we were standing. <laughs> Homeboy, like, I don't know if he was trying to kill us, what the hell was going through his head, but he crashed his truck into the wall, man. And we took off running, and he gave, like, chase in his truck. We ended up just losing him in the neighborhood pretty quick, but, like, I don't know what was going through the guy's head. Like, I'm going to kill these kids because they're painting on a wall. Like, it was crazy. So after he crashed into the wall, did he get out of the truck or what? No, he never got out of the truck, dude. He just backed up because we just like took off running, right? Like in, like around the truck and just dipped through these like blackberry bramble bushes and like threw into this neighborhood. But he was trying to drive, he kid backed up, he was trying to drive his truck through the uh, like bushes, got his truck stuck and then he ended up driving around the other way and we were in this backyard and he like was driving down the street all slow and then, was, I don't know, this guy was 
hope to get us. It was insanity. But <laughs> once again, we managed to slip away. But I don't know what just people's heads or stuff like that. It's amazing to me how much people get pissed off over graffiti. Like, it's paint on a wall. But he's going to catch a murder rap for fucking... <laughs> I don't understand that shit. That's crazy. So, um, kind of the opposite of that, do you have any, um, I guess, ideal ideal painting experiences or something? Or trips? Ideal or? painting experiences. Uh, one of my favorite trips, um, I've definitely been down to the States going to the Snafu. I mean, that was, both those trips are a really, really good time. Uh, he's always fun to hang out with. That guy's a goddamn riot. Um, <laughs> we, uh, and we know, like, when we first went down there, too, uh, just the spots that he had available, like, compared to up here and the type of cars, I mean, I'm talking reefers, right? We don't even get them in Canada, period. I mean, maybe one will come up per year, but that's even pretty rare. Um, like, just, I was blown away, like, just, it, the, the paint, like, I was there in February, and it felt like summertime where I'm from. Like, I was painting shorts and a t-shirt, and I was just like, this is insanity, like, I want to live there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, I mean, I've heard the situation has changed a lot since the recession and all that, but... Yeah, that was definitely a good trip, and me and Asa had a pretty good trip down in New Mexico. We got to hang out with Bozo and Gats and some of those guys. Uh, did, we did some walls. Uh, we didn't really, I find it hard to paint trains down there, to be honest. The spots were uh, pretty far and few between. Mind you, we weren't from there, so we probably didn't find a lot, but... In New Mexico? Yeah. I know there are good spots. We, we were actually showing a few of them that we ended up painting, because they're kind of like one-car spots that were kind of for the locals and stuff, but, I don't know, uh, all in all, though, I thought New Mexico was a, it was an interesting place, it was a lot different than where I'm from, like, Albuquerque in New Mexico, uh, it was really different to me, and probably days ago, you know, I mean, he's not far from me, so, I thought just the lifestyle, how laid back it was, and the architecture and stuff was pretty cool, specifically Santa Fe, like, I don't know, I thought it was pretty neat. Cool. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned reefers, but what's? Do you have a favorite car? Your favorite car you painted? Um, or cool I like stuff? those huge. What are they? Cryo, the Cryos. Those are dope. Uh, mm-hmm. but like you can fit like eight people on those things with decent sized pieces. They're massive, man. Yeah. Um, any any kind of Arnon. I mean, any kind of white box car. I'm all about because you don't get them in Canada. I mean, it's taking them like laugh like when we come down. We're like, oh, so let's go get them, and it's like, you know, chill out. We'll go do this, and maybe we'll go do that. You know, but like that. <laughs> it's like we can only. Like, I want to do like as many as I can while I'm down there for that weekend because that's the only chance I get to do them. Like, I don't know. Cool. Those are that. Those are dope to me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember the first train you painted? The first train. Um. I vaguely remember, I'm not sure if it was my first train, but <coughs> I remember, it would, would have been one of my first for sure, uh, sneaking into the CN Yard on Main Street in Bank, downtown Vancouver there, and at the time, being so naive that I didn't even realize how heady the situation was that I was in, we just walked in and uh, started painting one of those elevated grain hoppers with the ridges, and it was just so awful, God, I can't even tell you, but... I remember we like just looked over and there was workers everywhere and we were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be in here and just, <laughs> I don't know, it's one of those things where stupidity almost paid off. Uh, we ended up getting away with it just because of how naive we were, I suppose. No one noticed us. But... Was this during the day? Yeah, it was in the middle of the day, broad daylight. Like, we just, we, just, <laughs> we were just young and stupid. We didn't know what we were doing, right? Like, it was like, oh, let's go paint a train. We just like kind of walked in and started painting and 
just ended up getting away with it, like, even with noticing workers and stuff. But, I don't know. It's just funny to look back on because I would never do anything that stupid these days. I mean, I'm talking, this is back in, like, probably 1996. I mean, it was a long time ago, but, yeah, yeah just stupidity astounds me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so who were you with when you, I mean... I was with my boy Edoc, actually. Okay. He was one of the guys that I first started doing graffiti with that we actually kind of took it seriously together. We grew up together in the same neighborhood and kind of caught the uh, addiction together. Nice. Um, what else? What was your favorite year for graffiti for you personally? For me personally? Um, I'm going to have to say Vancouver between 2000 and 2003. The city was, it was booming for graffiti back then. I mean, me and Tars used to do a lot of bombing. We had downtown Vancouver wrecked. I mean, that was our shit. We'd go out two, two or three nights a week, stay out all night, just killing stuff. Because we could do that then. Um, and then just the, the other amount of graffiti you'd see, like, put in cameo. I mean, the styles they were doing back then were just still untouchable to me, to, even to this day. They were so, really far ahead of their time, I think. Take 5 was still painting a lot all the time. You had the, all the KYT DTC guys coming up all the time from Seattle. They were bombing pretty hard. You see Jabber a lot around the city. And I think it was around that time, too, that Puzzle was here. Um, Vent 26 came through. There, there was a lot of riders that came through around back then. And there was a lot of walls that don't exist anymore, like piecing spots where you could just go and there was new stuff, like, every two days, like, good stuff, too. So, nice. like, I don't know. That's, that really stands out to me, definitely. Because as I was saying, Vancouver now is... There's three spots that people paint that don't get buffed. You know, the city's not really really going at hard, and they don't even really get painted anymore. Or if they do, it just gets gone over by... I mean, I'm talking, like, not even, like, graffiti writers, just kids finding cans writing fuck you on it. Like, just stuff doesn't last anymore. It's a shame. Because our scene used to be so good here. It's really deteriorated. Hmm. So 2000 2003, huh? Yeah, I'd say. I mean... That's when I really first got into doing freight heavy, too. Like, we probably, in those years, like, we, me and some of my buddies probably banged out. That was probably, like, our first 1,000 to 1,200 trains. I mean, that's all we did. We would just go rack during the day and just go paint at night. That's all we did. I mean, that's, we were young, right? We didn't have anything else to do. So, I mean, yeah, those are the years that stand out for me, I'd say. Nice. Do you know how many trains you have? Do you keep the Ooh, count? Uh... I mean, it sounds like you're. Rough. Sounds like you're more concerned with quality rather than quantity. I'm just curious. More these days, yeah. I used to be really interested in quantity. I mean, I was all about it because it was new to me, right? I wanted to get my name out there to get more done. These days, yeah, we're more about quality for sure. I'd rather. I mean, every time I go to the yard, I want to get two, at least two done. I hate, I hate driving all the way there to paint one train. It's just, I would say, a waste of time. But uh, as for numbers, I've got to be. Uh, I don't have like a specific number. I'm not one of those guys where it's a number beside every new train I do. But uh, I don't know. I've got to have at least 2,000, I'd say, around that number anyways, give or take 100. Cool. I'm not that be positive. But... Um, I mean, that's, you... like, that's like pieces. I mean, you right. don't get like, throw-ups and stuff. I mean, God knows. But, yeah, I'd say I don't know. It's probably the roughest number I'd say. Cool. Uh, you talked about kind of one of your earlier... Trains, I guess. Do you remember your first piece, period, on a wall or whatever? My first piece, uh, first piece on a wall. Like, did you draw it from an outline? What was it? Or did you paint uh, it? I, 
I, once again, I can't remember the specific first one, I don't think, but, yeah, I used to do some pretty horrible pieces on walls on Surrey there, that wall I started talking about at the beginning. Uh, and I remember always having a sketch, and I remember one specifically that when I was done, I looked at it, and I remember writing on the wall beside it, not how I planned. And I came back the next, I came back the next day, and it was crossed out, and it said, no shit, toy. <laughs> I still remember that. That was probably back in 95, 96. But I, I still get a good laugh out of that to this day. That's funny. <laughs> you don't know who crossed you out? You don't know who did what it? What was that? You don't know who did it? Oh, yeah, I actually do know who did it. Uh, he actually writes above now. He's actually a pretty good friend of mine. Uh, we've been friends over the years, but, yeah, it's definitely uh, <laughs> it's one of those things we laugh about. <laughs> do you still paint from a sketch? Or what was that? Do you still paint from a sketch? Uh, not usually. Um, generally, I don't. I'm actually working on this really big sketch right now that I'm planning on doing on an auto raft that I'm all stoked about um, that I'm definitely going to use the sketch for this because it's actually pretty wild style. But generally, when we go out, we, I do a lot of stamps. You guys will notice I'll do the same outline 500 fucking times. So <laughs> depending on what we have planned for the night, I might use a sketch, but otherwise generally not. I mean, if we're, if we're all kind of just like, all right, we're going to go to, you know, 10 street letters tonight and we'll just match them up and put a background on it and there's no point in bringing a sketch, right? But if, it's, if it's something I've sat down and drawn and I feel that that's what I want to paint tonight, then yeah, I'll bring it with me. Cool. So, um, I guess what else would you would you tell the kids? I mean, tell the younger kids who are coming up or... Um, I guess what advice would you give? Um, well, don't first off, because it's been a bit of a situation that I've been hearing about from ASIC lately, is don't fucking go over people on trains. Basically, I mean, unless it's like serious garbage, go hit another car. I mean, I mean, I will go over people on trains if it's crap and it's like the only car at the spot. But when you see good writers gone over just because someone wanted a certain car, it's just like, what are you doing, man? I don't understand that. Um, and people, or or if you are going to go over someone, cover them up completely. Do a huge background. Like, cover them right the fuck up so that you can't even tell it was there. I hate when I see pieces of, like, other graffiti sticking out from behind something. It's like, it reminds me of, like, toys painting a wall and not buffing their background. Like, it just looks stupid. Like, I hate benching and seeing, like, tons of garbage and just shit and just tangle of the trains rolling by when it just looks like a mess, you know? Like, I just, I don't appreciate that. I think it's fucking just awful. Right? And another thing I would say to young kids is just respect people's spots, like, do your research about stuff because some people just straight up fucking punch you in the fucking head and take your paints. Like, and it's not even, it's not even just done to be an asshole. It's like, just, you've probably already been told a few times that that happens to you. You know what I mean? Like just respect your elders and then, you know, you will get their respect in the end. Like just because they're not nice to you the first time they meet you doesn't mean that they're not going to show you respect. Just maybe they're trying to prove a point to you. Just like you're trying to prove to them that you're allowed to be there. You know what I mean? And you have to look at it from both sides of it. Cool. Anything else? I mean, anything uh, you want to no, say in closing? I don't, I don't have any what, more questions. That? I don't have any more questions. Uh, is there anything you want to say in closing? I don't know, man. Just uh, thank you, I guess. And uh, that's about it. All right, cool. I'll Peace talk to you later. Peace.